I V M. This is a special edition of Paisa Vaisa. On this episode, we have Kunal Bajaj, founder and CEO of Clear Funds. Kunal has 18 years of experience in institutional equity sales, trading and risk management. This is the first part of the series where Anupam and Kunal talk about mutual funds and direct investment versus advisory investment. Okay hi Kunal welcome to the show great to have you here uh, as listeners might uh, might not know actually Kunal and me are ex colleagues uh, from a fairly large brokerage firm where we spent uh, the better part of of our days uh, trying to convince people to buy stocks in India it's not not people but FII so it's great to have you here Kunal good to see you after a long time thank you Anupam pleasure to be here thanks want to get into this uh, entire debate that's happening in India about direct investment into a mutual fund versus something that's done through an advisor over the last few years we've had this huge debate come up about how the fees that are being charged on investors like me if i want to invest in a mutual fund are on the higher side it it kind of reminds me of the heydays in 2007 2008 Uh, I think when the entry load or the expenses used to be as high as 2.5 percent, and obviously it was misused. People would, uh, you know, say that they would invest one lakh rupees in a mutual fund, and then the distributor would give a nice cash back. I think at some point of time, uh, say we crack down on that, and I think over the last 10 years, this entire regulation thing has happened. Where today we are sitting on this entire debate about should a retail investor go through the direct route or through an advisor or distributor how about we start on that you know what's what's the scene today on this so i think um, to put it in one word what sebi is trying to achieve is basically transparency okay sebi is not saying that you should pay a distributor or not pay a distributor or pay a advisor or pay a bank okay. right they are not trying to judge that right they are just trying to advocate for transparency Okay. And the problem really is that when you buy a regular mutual fund, sure. most people don't realize that there is an annual commission paid to somebody. Okay. Right. Uh, when you buy a direct mutual fund, there is no commission paid to anyone, and the advisor explicitly needs to ask the customer or investor right. for a check for the fees uh, for the services he's providing. Okay. Right. That's basically what. people are up in arms against okay. uh, so you know when someone tells you no a regular mutual fund is the way to go right. what they are saying is that we don't think the customers will benefit from the transparency of knowing how much we charge for the services okay and that to me is inherently wrong okay so i'm going to just break down some terms out when you say regular mutual fund it's like me i wake up one fine day it's the first day of my job and i say i want to invest in a mutual fund and i say ah yaar chalo isko phone kiya family se pucha ha ha ye hai apna you know we know this guy he does mutual funds you know he distributes mutual funds so i go to him and say yaar sap chalu kara do okay so that guy sits with me um, offers me all kinds of services like he'll get my kyc in place and he will uh, fill up forms and he will uh, probably even suggest which mutual funds to buy i am a complete number that is a regular mutual fund am i right in assuming that broadly yes okay uh, so yeah, i think you have to realize who you're transacting with you know what license who who is this person who's okay. giving you advice right okay. if the person giving you advice is a distributor right then he's selling you regular mutual funds okay if he is a banker and a relationship manager right he's selling you regular mutual funds oh okay the only kind of people who sell you direct mutual funds right are investment advisors that have what's called a registered investment advisor license ah, okay 
and who explicit te- explicitly tell you that look right. we have a separate fee for our services right the way i'd like to think about it is very simple sure imagine if you were buying a house okay right someone helps you to buy a house someone takes you and makes you fill out the forms necessary yes. introduces you to the right kind of house in the right area at the right price right. of course that's a service you should be paying for yes but you pay for that service when you buy a house to right. a broker only once ah when yes. you make the purchase yes right in mutual fund you end up paying the guy once when you make the purchase right and then paying him every single year until the day you take the money out ah, so, so you're not only paying brokerage on the purchase and buying something but you're effectively paying rent as well okay so that's like saying that i'm paying him an what's called an upfront commission yes and then i pay him trail yeah so you don't really pay any upfront upfront oh, okay. commissions have been banned okay. but you pay a trail every single year okay and this is what is called regular yeah So what's really surprising to me when people recommend regular mutual funds is that they say tell their customers and investors that mm. you're in it for the long term. Mm-hmm. You're investing for the very long term. You're starting an SIP for a long term. Mm. Never stop your SIP. They always say that, right? Yeah. That advice is given only once. Right. Okay. And yet the person giving the advice earns a trail for life. So if I stay in in an SIP for 10 years and he just helps me on day 1, he is going to benefit for each of those 10 years from my investment absolutely and not on the original amount not on the 5000 or 10000 rupees you do every month right but whatever it grows to right so that's like you know that is what you've uh, that's a fantastic point that i've seen on your blog as well that if you stay invested in a regular fund for 10 years on an sip how much of your money of your profits or whatever it is the calculation that you have done goes to paying the advisor or okay. whoever it is it's actually as clear as daylight Let's take the case of a 35-year-old investing for the next 30 years. Okay. Right. I'm making it, trying to make it as simple as possible because sure. you start at 35, you yep. retire at 65. You're going to be invested in some mutual fund for the next 30 years, Correct. whether it's yeah. A, B, C, or D. And whichever way you take it, asset, you know, could be in equity, could be in debt, whatever it is, but you're going to be there for 30 years. Absolutely. Okay. So if a 35-year-old investor hmm. were to put 10 lakh rupees in a mutual fund. Hmm. which earns him 8% a year hmm. for the next 30 years okay. and i've taken 8% because i think it's a reasonable number it is, i hope it is. you yeah. agree for the next uh, i do i do i think that's you know that's fine i think even if uh, i think the long bond today is about 6.97 or 7% dot 8% is fine that's sure. absolutely fine yeah so if a 35 year old puts 10 lakhs away sure in an eight, in a in a in a mutual fund yeah. or a bunch of mutual funds earns him 8% a year for the next 30 years hmm. that 10 lakhs grows 10 times right to 1 crore Wow. Okay. Okay. Simple or rather, yeah. uh, compound interest formula. Yeah, A equal to P one yes. plus R upon hundred raised to n. Or just go into Excel and just feed this yourself, but that's the number that you're going to get. Absolutely. Yep. Now that same investor hmm. decides to go with a distributor hmm. and pays away one percent a year each year to the distributor. Right. So his return drops from eight percent to seven percent. Ah. And guess what? 10 lakhs compounded at 7% for right. the next 30 years yeah. grows only 7 and a half times to 76 lakhs wow instead of 10 times to 1 crore absolutely and there's so a difference so you're giving away yeah, yeah, yeah. a quarter of what you should be saying saving for your retirement for yeah. your kids yeah. a quarter of what you've worked hard for away to your advisor yeah. for what to help you sign a couple of forms and yeah. get you into a mutual fund yeah. and stay invested in the mutual fund for the "Quote unquote long term." Yeah. So that's 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 really the rub, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you've got this really big chunk of money that goes towards paying uh, a distributor, like you said, uh, which I don't think investors are aware of this, right? I mean, what's been your feel when you've been when you speak to people about this? Do they even know that that's a quantum of money that's going out? 
so i think i think distributors and you know advisors have done a great job you know talking about sips talking about the right way to invest talking about compound interest talking hmm. about compounding hmm. um and educated the masses about that we've got 5000 crores a month now coming in yes. sips which yes. is is really encouraging it yeah. tells you that the savings culture is really catching on correct compound interest is magical yeah. the eighth wonder of the world it, warren buffett Absolutely. Whoever said that. Whoever. Yeah. Some quotes that uh, Einstein said it, but let, hey, let, let's ha, let's uh, let, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's let's leave that for a second. Yeah. But don't let the magic and the miracle of compounding hmm. your returns hmm. be overwhelmed by the tyranny of the long-term compounding of your costs. Ah, costs also right. go up. Absolutely. Right. Just as your returns compound over time, your right. costs also compound over time. They do, of course. They and do. that's what investors need to realize. Right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, I'm just surprised at how this debate has come in the last four five years, which is especially the time when SIPs have gone up. You know, numbers were right. From what I heard, there are about a one of one point three crore SIPs of an average value about four and a half thousand or five thousand, and that's five thousand crores. This amount was what at our time ten years ago it was near zero. Absolutely, I don't think SIPs were even there. So then, wouldn't that you know strengthen the distributor's case because he's saying this is happening because of me and my service, and if I did not give this to the last mile to the end consumer. then you know how would you get so much of fund flow into the mutual funds is that justified is that not justified uh, absolutely justified so to the extent that they have got the customer's trust to the extent that the customer believes that he cannot do it himself you know right. he cannot do it with a little without any hand holding whatsoever hmm. i think a lot of investors are well served by distributors okay but a lot of investors are also doing it themselves right. on bank platforms ah yes right they're yes. going to their bank they're clicking on the tab that says mutual funds and they're doing it themselves for convenience right and there are better ways right. uh, you know earlier when we talking about 15 years ago yes. there was virtually no way to reach a customer sitting in visakhapatnam or yes. sitting in srinagar or sitting yes. in kochi yes uh, if you had an office in you know a larger city like bangalore or mumbai yes. yes you had to have an army of distributors free on the street correct uh, but guess what uh, if people can buy things on amazon online they can <laughs> buy things on flipkart online people yeah. can buy coffee from all over the country and it gets delivered in a day right why can't we deliver an investment product in seconds right i can't argue with that yeah i agree so that was the first part uh, of our three part series on mutual funds direct versus uh, advisory and in the next two episodes we are going to discuss many more topics like this so stay tuned thank you for listening if you have any money related questions you can tweet to us at ibm podcasts or email us at paisa vesa@indusfox.com at